Okay, we're live. Yeah, we're recording. This is the the first podcast. We've we've had a few practices, but this is going to be the first actual podcast. So we are Amateur Time yeah. podcast. <laughs> it's a bit ironic the name because we are a podcast from Copenhagen and a place called Amma, and I'm probably butchering it. How do you actually say it in Danish? Uh, Amma. Amma. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds a little bit like hammer, so it's kind of like ama time. <laughs> we just it's gonna go with that. Yeah, it's it's, fine. it was a bit more funny when we thought about it <laughs> ten <laughs> seconds ago. But yeah, um, my name's Henry. Um, I'm British, living in Denmark. Um, been playing Warhammer now for since I was 14 years old, with a bit of a break. Um, I play high elves mostly. Also have a wood elf army and a chaos army, and I'm actually gonna start a vampire count army soon. Hopefully, if ninth edition is getting up and running, and this podcast is going to be a ninth edition, ninth age podcast, focusing on that and how it's all developing. Mm. So I've got here with me today uh, Patrick and Jonas. So if you guys would like to introduce yourselves, yeah, my name is uh, Jonas. My name is Jonas, and uh, I'm a from the time being, I'm a skating player. <laughs> uh, I used to play high elves and. Uh, once upon a time, when I started playing uh, 15 years ago, uh, I had an uh, Empire army, and I've been throwing around some uh, some whittles at at a point in time as well. <laughs> 15 years, that's a, that's a long career. <laughs> Veteran player. Yeah. Patrick? Yeah, hey, I'm uh, Patrick, and um, I mostly play Hiles and Lizardmen. I have a Warriors of Chaos army, but it's... Uh, Still on spruce. Work in progress. It's on spruce. <laughs> it's there somewhere. Does it, does it count as an army before it's on the base? Uh, I have the bases. Okay, so you have the bases, but it's not on the spruce. Yeah, I have like <laughs> five. No. Lizardman and Hiles. Lizardman and Hiles. Yeah, so uh, this podcast, we, we want to we wanna obviously want to support the the ninth edition. You need to say, say that we will swear. Yeah, we're going to swear. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. PG-18. <laughs> PG-18. Uh, yeah, so we want to support the Ninth Edition community by giving something back. And hopefully this podcast will allow people to get interested in the hobby and know it's there and just join us. Because if we're, we're sat here with all our armies on, on our square bases, we actually want to play with someone. So it's a way of us kind of giving back and hopefully encouraging some other people to join us in the Ninth Age and also, with all the feedback they want to, to have for the ninth age, so we can get a, a good release uh, when, the, when the rule system is finally done, I think it's important that we give something back to the creators of ninth age, so they can uh, get some thoughts on how their system is working. Yeah, so, so the, the ninth age is, is a fan-made rule set. Uh, I think it's made by the guys who did Swedish Comp. Yeah, I think so too. So hope, hopefully they hopefully they understand a bit of what but they're talking actually, about. Actually, more people are joining in, so it's a big part of different people from all over the world. Yeah, which I is heard, like some Americans and some other people who are also in, involved in making the rules and making the army books. Yeah. So it's not only the Swedish Comp guys, but I maybe they started it. Anyway, it's not important. It's yeah. just important to make it work. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's always going to be able to be changed because it's. It's made by the fans, so it's an electronic document. It can always be edited. And uh, right now they're at a stage where they've had a, a rule set out and it's been tested quite a lot by a lot of people. We tested it as well. Mm. 
And then now they've released a second rule set, which is what we're playing at the moment. Well, now they released army books. Yeah, and the now... first was just like the Ravening Hordes. Yeah, yeah. Just quick rules to try the how to say the the main rules of the game. Yeah. And now they made army books for armies, where they have all the special rules and special stuff to yeah. give it more flavor. Yeah. So yeah, we have full army books now, and there's even Chaos Dwarves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's thirteen, maybe. Is that how many armies there are? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we we have, everyone has an army book, and it's in general we we like it, right? Yeah. Um. We Patrick and I uh we came back from the tournament today. Yeah. And it, we we enjoyed it. It was good fun. Uh, the rules worked. There's a few discussions where it's just a bit a bit hazy in the way it's written, but it's it, a bit a bit unclear because they made some changes from eighth edition. Yeah. But uh, I think they just need to clarify a yeah. few words and add some yeah, definitions. For sure. And I think it's going to be a great game. So uh, maybe we should talk about the tournament what we went to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we we went to a tournament at school Skålund. 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 Dragon Factory. Dragon Factory at Skålund. So that that's just outside Copenhagen for the international audience. You probably don't understand that. Yeah, where, it, was, it, was really, it was really close, yeah, and just um, down the road. they encourage people to host tournaments there because it's really easy. Yeah, and they have space it's, and it's tables. Really and cool building, actually. They, yeah, and really cool terrain. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good setup. They have. I had a little sofa downstairs. I had a bit of a nap on. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit tired, a bit tired yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It was really good. How many people were there? I think twelve people to start with. Yeah, 12. 12. 12 people turned up, which is, is nice. And we, I mean, we have a big gaming group of uh, eight guys, don't we? Yeah. And there was only three of us there. Uh, Jonas, unfortunately, couldn't go, but another one of our friends was. And so there's a lot of people who, I think, miss it, missed it for some reason. So I think hopefully that, hopefully it's going to pick up a bit more. Yeah, but it was a, it was a good tournament. And, um, I mean, it worked out. It was just made to try out the Ninth Age yeah. and play with different players. So Yeah, the, was there was a little bit of restrictions for it, like on units and stuff and the maximum 400 points for units yeah. max of three duplicates of core maximum three mounted models yeah. flyers and laws yeah there's a few few restrictions no but... no duplication of rare actually yeah but it wasn't it wasn't too wasn't too crazy like it wasn't a full rules pack that you get at other tournaments no. so how do you guys feel uh, does a ninth age need a need a restriction system to or is it uh, is it good? Uh, is Ninth Age good on its own? Uh, I don't know. How did it work at the tournament? It uh, it, it uh, worked out okay, uh, but it was not really that restricted. Hmm. I mean, you could probably do without restrictions at all yeah, if you wanted I think, to. I think so. And um, the restrictions they made, they actually um, restricted some of the choices you could make that were not really powerful. Hmm. So it kind of skewed this things a little bit. And now I'm just talking about skinks. Yeah. They had a maximum of shooting models, and ranked up skinks are shooting models. So if you want to bring ranked up skinks, you couldn't. Okay. Something like that could have been done better, but it was thrown together really fast just to try the ninth age. Yeah, I I think I don't think you need restrictions so much. Um, I think it, I I didn't see I didn't see any real power things that you could have done to to kind of maximize things by. I, I don't really know that much because we haven't really seen all the armies. I've only played with high elves and I've only played against six armies or something now. So it, it's difficult to see. There's obviously strong choices, mm. but 
Yeah, I don't think you really need a restriction system right now. But also, and not in this stage, anyway. But also, the meter is changing. Yeah, for sure. After the tournament, a lot of different stuff is viable. And uh, maybe it's not so necessary to restrict stuff, actually, because the ninth age will do it by having maximum model caps on all units. Yeah. And they already have uh, maximum of duplicated. They have rules. You yeah. cannot duplicate heroes indefinitely. You cannot duplicate units indefinitely. Yeah. So there's already a built-in restriction system in yeah. Ninth Age. And it's 35% lords now as well. So Yeah, and maximum 50% of characters in total, I think. Mm. Yeah, so that makes it that makes it slightly better as well than just base standard and also like a restriction system. Yeah, I think I think I think it's And it doesn't really feel like that. Usually uh, back in 8th edition it, some units were just spammable like a uh, white lions. If you had a uh, Three units of white lions, you would kind of be good against everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. But, but it kind of feels like the ninth age uh, kind of made it a bit better, so it's not that good to spam a, a certain unit. Well, three units of white lions isn't very good now. No, <laughs> exactly. But it, some for some armies, yes. For some armies, no. I think you can still spam chariots in some armies, and that's quite strong. Mm. Yeah, but some armies can break, can still bring really strong buses that are hard to bring down. Mm. And it it seems like all the armies have all the tools, and all the army some of the armies doesn't have uh, do not have any weaknesses at the moment right now, which yeah. is kind of a little bit bad. Yeah, we talked about this in the car on the way yeah. home. So uh, yeah, you, some choices will be strong, and some choices will be you don't spam it. You just take everything in this bus of something and go with it. I mean, you still have um. You still have the, the big magical spells that will have a chance to they're, kill you. They're not as bad. Like but the, the big spells now, because it ignores the first one, so you can't yeah. kill that character. Exactly. Which it's is hard. Right, we should explain it. Uh, in Ninth Age, uh, if you have a, a unit uh, spell that affects an entire unit, yeah. the first like model... Dwellers or Final Transmutation. Yeah. The first model, you can pick a model that doesn't have to check, take the character test. Right? Yeah. It's, it, it's the, first, the first failed test mm. doesn't count. No, uh, that's what it, it that's is. How it is. is. Yeah. Okay. So, so you roll your dice for your character first. I played with it in this game, and I didn't. I didn't even know it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> read the rules. <laughs> yeah. So you roll your dice for your dwellers, and you fa- if you if you fail your strength, the first failed strength test gets discounted. So you choose. So you pick your actually, character first. Actually, isn't it dwellers? You just pick one character that, that doesn't test, no, and then the first, the first, and failed. then the final transmutation, uh, the transmutation of gold is the first five plus you roll is ignored. It's the same, I think. But anyways, anyway, yeah. still, anyway, it's yeah. not so bad. There's before. still a built-in mechanism to make sure that you that you don't kill characters outright yeah. uh, with the mass removal spells. Yeah. So I, think I mean, it's it, nice. It's 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 good because it doesn't. If you have one character in a unit, you know you're safe. Mm. But then if it stops the buses of loads of characters, yeah. that you can just have a full rank of characters in the front. Yeah, so but you will get punished if you build huge units with uh, a lot of characters in them. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't necessarily need huge units if you're using monstrous cavalry. But but still, it stops you having yeah. loads of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think something that I felt today was it was more of a rock paper scissors kind of thing with the army. Like I had four games where the matchup was okay, and then the last game where it was like the worst possible matchup for me. And yeah, I, th- I think I think it's it's all about the army that you, you turn up with and the army that's opposite you. And I think that restricts it because you have to. I had a I had an army that was built around one thing, and then another maybe the op, army opposite me is built around another thing. But you really have to have the tools to deal with everything. Mm. And the rock paper scissors thing I think is more apparent in in ninth than it was in eighth. 
maybe if I need, we had a more uh, stable me meter. Yeah, I think so. So, as so well. it was easier to predict what your opponent were going to play. Yeah, and maybe that's why. Yeah, I think but it will stabilize with the mid when the yeah. meter kind of. But also, also now a lot more units are viable, so every army has a lot of different choices. Mm. Let's, but if every army has two choices instead of one, it's like double the amount of armies you can actually face, mm. which makes it harder to predict stuff. Mm. And therefore, if you just max up on one thing, you would be weak against something else. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, I, I run a Star Dragon list, and I, I can push it forward until mm. someone else has got... The same stuff that if I push it forward, I'm gonna die. Mm. So the army that I played had loads of shooting and another star dragon. So it was a really bad matchup for me because if I push it forward, I get charged by a star dragon, but I have to push forward to get the points, and I'm just getting a shot the whole time. Yeah. So that was a really bad matchup for me. Yeah. But, yeah. But Henry, you won the tournament and congratulations. I, I did win the tournament. Yeah. It's the first tournament that I've won. Nice, congratulations. I'm really, I'm pretty happy with myself considering how hungover I was on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. I was being sick all morning. But, oh. but we kind of had a uh, first place was a high elf army and second place was a high elf army. Yes. Right? Actually, there were three people tied yeah. for first. Three of us in tied for first place. Okay. Two high elves and one beastman. Yes. Right. So, is there any kind of tendencies towards uh, some armies being better than others? Or? The, the high elf army... I should probably tell you about my army first. Mm. That's probably where we should start. So, I have my list here, ready-made, for just to, to say. So, I had a prince on a star dragon, ancient dragon, with a great weapon. And he had the 100-point shard of nullification, and that was like the... That was the big, the big boy of the army. Actually, it, it was really good. It, yeah, it was way too good. Actually, I think too good. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe on a star dragon, it's crazy good. Yeah, but if you run into a cannon, yeah, I mean, if <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's a, a rock, scissor, paper yeah, again. Exactly. If you, it's really good against something, but against something else, it's it's yeah. it's it's like cutting a banana. So with the, a the the shard of nullification. It's an enchanted item, and everything within. Six inches bubble of the dragon. Um, it means that no magic items work and no wizards can cast spells. So the the armies which had all their lords and heroes in one bunker unit, I would just push the dragon up into it and then they can't cast spells and none of their items work. So if they want to challenge me, then I'm going to smack them. And, and I've only got a great weapon, so it doesn't matter to me. And none of their, all the protection's gone, so if they have a ward save, it doesn't work. If they want to try and buff their unit, they can't because of... The, the item and yeah it was crazy good so even like another star dragon if you have magic items then we're we're on equal playing playing field because he hasn't got a killy sword or anything to help mm. um so that was the that was a general I had a, a captain on a bsp with with a banner on an eagle and he had the naval sentinel on her and that's 10 points and it means that he's quick to fire mm. and i had a reaver bow or the raider bow and so that was just giving me plus one to hit, basically. And I, so I was running around with a raider bow and a, and a potion of strength. Mm. So I can make him strength seven, three shots for one, for one round. And the sentinel also gives you minus one leadership, minus one attack, which sucks. But I thought that it was better with the quick to fire. Mm. So the idea was that I would just run around shooting with him. I didn't really want to charge him into combat anyway. Mm. And I give him a great weapon because I didn't want to charge into combat. And if people charge me, then I'm strength six. And he, the naval sentinel rule also means that he can reform when I get charged. So if like a unit of chaff wants to charge me, 
then that's okay because I can just reform and face him and just fight the Shrimp 6. And he had like a Hardened Shield and Dragon Armor to give him a 2% arm save. Did you think about that you could join him into a unit to use the reform? Even if he was only an Eagle? Yeah, I was. I almost did it in one game. Mm. But I, I was more using him to go around and use his Shrimp 5 shooting to clean up the chaff. Okay. But yeah, you can you can you put them in the Dragon Princes, but they really want to be charging downhill. Yeah, I was thinking the Sea Guards. Yeah, but the Sea Guard were coming on at the back, and he was kind of hanging yeah, hanging okay. in my deployment. Zone. So maybe not in your army, but you could. Yeah, 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 you could, you could. I think there's definitely legs on it, and you can actually make him ambush as well. Hmm? But we'll, I think we'll get to that. You don't want to ambush with the BSB. Yeah, well, you don't give him the BSB. You do give him some the BSB. Right. Next. Yeah. So uh, my army is a fluff army. I don't. <laughs> I was saying this like all weekend, but no one was believing me. It's a fluff army. It's an army from. I start Star Trek fluff army. Nice. It's a Celador army. It's got a dragon and it's got dragon princes. It's got a dragon. Fluffy Nurgle army with beasts oh, come of on. Nurgle. It's a fluff army. It's such a fluff army. So I had a mage, level two. It's a dragon mage on a dragon and with a dispel scroll, lucky shield. Uh, this was not as good. I don't think it's as good as the old dragon mage. Why? Because before you got plus four to cast and no bonus to dispel, which is fluffy, but now it's not. Now it's just like you get flaming sword and stuff. But it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't as fun as the other one, but it was okay. Did he fight? Did, I mean, did, did you charge him into combat? Every now and again, uh, he killed a few bit of chaff. But he's toughness five now with the with the uh, combined profile. Yeah, the combined profile, and he has a special rule that everything in base contact at the start of combat gets a strength four hit. Yeah. which is quite nice. Nice. So he gets a few extra hits, and he's got a breath weapon, so he's pretty he's pretty good, mm. and he's he's not so hard to kill either, because you can't just like bolt throw him off the top like like, like before like before getting hit on a hit on a five plus take it off yeah, and uh, dispel scroll is good, and then the lucky shield is just discount the first the first wound that you mm. get taken first first hit. hit first hit which is nice if you get cannoned or something like that yeah, uh had twenty sea guards heavy armor. Four plus saves, quite nice. Lothan Sea Guards, long time no see. Yeah. yeah, coastal coastal guard, I think yeah. they're called now. And they had ambush and full command. And these these guys were they were so good. They would come on the back and the quick to fire and the weapon master. So they come on in two ranks. So I've got twenty shots, and I just like pew 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 away at whatever's there. Or actually, the first game I brought them on next to the the Tomb King's bunker and just charged them in. The second turn and took it off. That nice. was good and. Uh, yeah, you can give him a magic banner as well, which is nice. Give him the the. I didn't have it. I would have liked it. I didn't have enough points for it. The uh, the triple march banner. Yeah. So you can come on and then march somewhere else. It's but pretty good. Do you, do you need it when you ambush? No, but it it's a it's a nice option to have because you can always ambush in, kill a chaff unit or something that's in the way, and then the next turn get into position where you actually need them. So you can kind of do two rolls with one unit. And that's actually kind of very different from the old high elf army because now we have a uh, twenty. Uh, ambushing spearmen coming from the back line. Yeah, something that's a bit better as well. Yeah, it's something that you couldn't do back in eighth edition at all. I I, I did you, it. You could. You I could, did it with the way magic, magic item that made yeah. it possible. Yeah. Nice. Was I playing against you with that actually? I played uh, against I someone with that hmm? recently. I, I can't remember who. I, I I definitely used it once. I thought about using it, and I think I made a list with it, but I never yeah. played with the list. Yeah. But yeah, you had to give it to a character. It was never very good. But yeah, the Sea Guard. They're so good, and the Weapons Master means that. You can choose between the spear and your hand weapon, so you can get minus one to hit if something charges you. Yeah, because hand weapon shield now gives you distraction. Yeah. So you're minus one to hit. 
and you can choose freely between that each phase, which is really good. Um, also had five Reavers in the core with natural armor. The four percent armor save is great. I really like that. I think I'm going to take that every time on the Reavers. Four percent armor save is fantastic. Also had bows, and I put a champion in there, and that's because I can charge it in, and then I can challenge challenge with my champion, and my dragon doesn't get have to take the challenge, and it can eat the unit, which is good. Uh, eight silver helms with natural armor again, full command. Uh, this unit were okay. Just exactly the same as before. Nothing special. Exactly the same point, of course. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Can you take a banner now? I think they can. 25 points, right? Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't take one, though. And then seven Shadow Warriors with extra hand weapons and a champion, again. Really, really useful unit. They have poison. I heard they were really good on the stand shoot. Yeah, I think we'll get to that <laughs> when we go through the games. Yeah. The poison and the Shadow Warriors is really fun. Uh, it means that... They, I mean, their job is to hunt the war machines that are trying to kill my dragon. Mm. There wasn't that many war machines, so they were just killing chaff. There were no war machines. Yeah. Oh, two out of twelve players. The I played two bolt throws in the last game. That's not a, it's a big bolt. He didn't have the multiple shots actually. Interesting choice. But it's too expensive. Fifteen points. It's kind of the same as before. Yeah. I think I think I'm gonna yeah. pay for it every time. But yeah, the shadow wars are really good. Extra hand weapon initiative six, hitting most things on two plus because the weapon skill five. Uh, really really useful unit. Weapon skill six. Initiative six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Web score five. Yeah, okay. And champions, web score six. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's good. And uh, yeah, shooting is good. And then the dragon princes, ten of them, full command. Yeah, great unit. Just this extra strength is Amazing. fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, just exactly the same as before, just with the extra strength. And they can grind pretty well. Like, even, even, the, even if you charge them in the flank, they still get two attacks at strength four each. And two attacks in the front in combat at strength 4 is fantastic and when they're charging hit, they're usually hitting on a 2 plus weapon skill 5 supernatural reflexes yeah usually striking first because initiative 6 and they're strength 6 I was charging into minotaurs hits on 2s wounds on 2s take it off yeah it was just yeah it was really really good with this the extra strength is just crazy like the difference between strength 5 and strength 6 is really good it's huge yeah so that was my list um, in general I thought it worked really well because the deployment rules where you get plus 1 to go first for each unit. For each underpowered unit yeah. the enemy has. So I, I actually only had four units on my characters. Yeah. So most armies were either have to were forced to put their whole army down to stop me going first, or they were like really struggling to out deploy me because I could just put my units down and I knew I was going first, which is good for my army because I can just push it forward. Yeah. So I think it worked really well. And the sea guards coming on the back. Actually no, I only had Three units deployed because the sea guard ambush. Yeah. So three units in the characters. So four drops. And then the sea guard coming on after is, yeah. And then they're kind of caught between the sea guard and then the dragons coming forward. So, yeah, that was kind of the theory of the army. It was pretty much made because the army that I was playing with sucked <laughs> with the lawmaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't didn't like it. So I, I, I was practicing all, like, for the last, when I say practicing, we were playing for like three or four games with it and it it wasn't working for me I kept losing <laughs> so I just it was really a problem for us for everybody else because we were playing against a bad army yeah. so we thought that our army was good and so I just wrote this list it's kind of fuck it I'm just going to play with my old fluff army and it turns out to be really really good <laughs> so yeah it was nice uh, yeah that was uh, that was my list um, I think we will probably go through the games at some point uh, after this, we're gonna have to take a break soon. 
Um, we also have we have an interview with Patrick, uh, which was done pre-tournament. Yeah. And also another interview with Lasse after we played last week. And the third guy. And we have a, another interview from the tournament, which I did. Yeah. After yesterday, after the first four games, so they they're, they're going to be inserted into this episode at some point. Maybe we have to cut this part out. We'll see. But uh, perhaps uh, after the break, we should talk about. Uh, your list. Uh, there is no. Ch- there is very little chaff in your list. Something that's very different from uh, from the eighth edition. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We, can... we could talk about that in, after the break. Yeah. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, maybe we we'll just talk about how it worked in the games, yeah. and that will kind of cover it. Yeah. So take a quick break. Yeah. 